Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Skift Research Analyst session. I'm Rebecca Stone, Senior Research Analyst here at Skift, and I'm joined by my colleague, Seth Borko, Skift's other Senior Research Analyst, who wrote a very interesting recent report decoding the modern vacation rental technology landscape, which came out earlier this month. Today, we're gonna be talking about some of the key takeaways from that report, including an overview of the vacation rental market and the technology behind it. So let's just dive right in. Seth, give us some context here. Why should we even focus on the vacation rental technology side of things? Well, I think it's a great question. And we can start with the market itself, right? Because it's one of the most exciting and dynamic parts of the travel landscape today. You know, it's an estimated to be an $85 billion market. You've got one and a half million properties in the US, four and a half million in Europe, but it's highly fragmented and it's rapidly growing. And a lot of this is being fueled by a change in consumer behavior. And so, you know, travelers increasingly value experiences over hotel rooms and they find vacation rentals can better deliver, you know, unique activities. Uh, it's evolving so fast. And I think a lot of that is due to the impacts of technology, which is why it's so important to talk about it. Just to pick the most obvious example, you've got Airbnb, love them or hate them, but it's hard to deny what Airbnb has done for popularizing vacation rentals as an asset class. It invented the shared apartment. It streamlined the online booking process. It helped overcome a lot of trust issues about, you know, can I stay in this person's property? And, you know, of course, when we're telling the story, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying, yeah, well, vacation rentals have been around forever. They've, they have, in fact, existed for decades. But I do think that there's this great Steve Jobs quote that, you know, people don't really know what they want until you show it to them. And he was talking about, you know, the iPod and new products at Apple, but it kind of feels like something similar happened in vacation rentals. Consumers had not necessarily been shown this whole market in the right way before Airbnb. And it, it's just totally, their success has just totally raised the profile of vacation rental broadly. And that includes the traditional guys, uh, you know, full houses for rent and seasonal locations. And, you know, these days, I mean, talk about your ability to activate customers you know, Airbnb exceeded the Google search volume of four of its largest peers combined in 2014. And today it's five times as many Google inquiries. So, you know, it's definitely a tech first market these days. There's a lot of changes happen, but there's so much more to vacation rental technology than just Airbnb. It's really essential to run in a business today. It goes through every part of the operation. It goes distribution like Airbnb all the way down to backend processes. Uh, so I think it's just a really interesting tech stack to understand uh, if you want to look at this market. And it is one of the more exciting markets. I guess that's pretty interesting. Could you then, why don't you break down the whole technology stack for us so we have better context? Yeah, well, I think, look, just at the absolute highest level, there's sort of two ways of me thinking about it. There's the front end part, and that's mm -hmm. tech that helps drive top line sales. So think distribution platforms, think channel managers. And then there's the back end side or the operations side. And what that's really doing is it's, creating economies of scale, it's creating efficiencies and it's driving the cost side of your business. Got it. So let's start with the front end then. Sure. So I kind of alluded to this earlier, but front end, I'd say there's three main pieces of software that are really important to understand. First is the distribution channel. There's also channel management and revenue management. So on the distribution side, let's not belabor the point. We already talked about Airbnb and there's a lot of other platforms, HomeAway, VRBO, Booking.com turnkey, plenty of others. I don't really feel like we need to belabor that point. Uh, because there's so many websites out there now, new distribution platforms, one of the newest parts of this, this landscape is something called the channel manager. 
And so the channel manager allows properties to, in a programmatic way, connect their inventory to multiple distribution platforms. So the benefit's pretty straightforward, right? It's going to expand the reach of any property. You go from just word of mouth or your local broker to suddenly having on or, or one website, now you're on 10 websites. And it also just makes a lot of manual updates easier. When I change my pricing or I add a new platform or I renovate the house or I update a new picture, it gets pushed to 10, 20, 30 sites automatically. I don't have to go in and manually update everything there. And as you get more and more properties this re- and more and more distribution channels, this really becomes essential. That's really interesting because this, of course, already exists for hotels. You know, with the, the hotels, you have huge global distribution systems and channel management systems. It sort of seems like this is kind of new for vacation rental, or what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's definitely new for vacation rentals at the same time that it's been around for hotels forever. And, you know, I think one of the things that vacation rentals have had to do is they've been inspired by hotels, but they've had to make it their own. One of the biggest challenges that vacation rentals face, they don't have, you know, a, what you could call a representative unit. You know, a one, one bedroom garden suite at a hotel, you probably have a lot of those representative units. Doesn't matter which particular room you give away. That's not so the case in a vacation rental. Each property is, is unique. And so if a unit gets double booked, uh, there's no depth of inventory to fulfill your customer from. So you need to be very careful about how you list it and how, how rooms get, get booked up. And, you know, also compounding this, a lot of the property management systems, which, which we'll touch on later, they're built for the home away, old school home away business model where you receive an inquiry of interest. They don't really do real-time mm-hmm. transactions as much. And so that double booking problem, one, you're not booking in real time. Two, you don't have extra you know, inventory available. That's probably the biggest challenge for these software platforms to overcome in that space. Another one of the really interesting fields today is, is revenue management, which kind of ties into that. Right. This is something that the hotels and airlines have been doing for ages. And obviously it makes a lot of sense, right? If if demand is not constant, then your prices shouldn't be either. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, the vacation rentals, they traditionally had two prices. You had peak season price and off season price. And so those static prices mean that properties can end up, you know, underpriced during peak season. If, you know, July is truly the peak of the peak, but you have a price set for June, July, and August, you leave some money on the table. Or if you're not really willing to drop your prices to the depths of off-season lows, it can hurt your occupancy rate. Uh, Static rates also have a really hard time adjusting to sudden out-of-season demand. So think about like a local festival, a concert, a conference that suddenly a lot of people are booking up in your neighborhood. Static price can't adjust to capture that that sudden increase in demand. Uh, And of course, you know, we've talked a lot about airlines, hotels versus vacation rentals. And one of the things that a, a, an airline would do to measure their demand is you'd have representative units of internal inventory. And so the flight from New York City to San Francisco, when half of the seats are sold, you can just go ahead and raise, um, raise the price on those seats because you know you've got half a plane left and the seats are identical. But you obviously can't do that in the vacation rental space. Once you book your, your apartment or your house, you're done, right? It's sold out. Uh, and so you got to look at a lot of other external data points it becomes a much more complicated thing. And that, that kind of goes back to this conversation we've been having, you know, taking this tech that exists in hotels, but making it unique, making it its own thing for vacation rentals. You know, another wrinkle I think interesting to think about in the vacation rental market is that supply is also dynamic. So not only is your demand changing, but your supply can change as well. When you get a large unexpected event, a concert or a conference that comes into town, you know, those Airbnb uh, apartments can rapidly come online. It takes years to build out a new hotel, but it takes 30 minutes to list my apartment on Airbnb. And so 
I think that's another interesting challenge, but also opportunity for the vacation rental market is how do you deal with uh, dynamic supply and demand? Uh, and so actually, it really does add an advantage. We believe based on our conversation that a large property manager can see as much as a 20% uplift in sales from using a revenue management software. So it's a really important piece of tech. Yeah. So tell me if I'm wrong here, but it very much feels like one of the major themes here is that like vacation rentals are essentially catching up with hotels in the hospitality arena in some ways. Rebecca, very rarely are you wrong. And I think you're absolutely right in this case. Uh, it's definitely probably one of the themes that comes out of this report. Vacation rental tech systems are growing up. They're coming in their, into their own, but they're also doing it in their own unique way, you know, to fit their unique market. But they are catching up with hotels. All right. Thanks, Seth. So I guess why don't we switch gears then and let's talk about the operational side of things. Sure. Well, I think, you know, the first thing we can talk about here is the property management system. And, and this is headquarters. This is the nerve center of the whole operation. And at its core, what the property management system really does, it tracks the inventory you have available and uses it to run the, the reservation system, your availability calendar. It's arguably the most important piece of vacation rental technology stack. And so selecting it is one of the most impactful decisions you'll make if you're an owner of, of, or a manager of vacation rentals. So, you know, don't be stingy, right? We would say that a modern approach to this tech stack says it's kind of unrealistic for any one single piece of software to meet every need. And so that means that your property management software is going to be at the center of the stack. It's going to connect everything to everything else. Uh, and so it should be robust, up-to-date, modern software kind of thing. But it's got to have, you know, APIs, application programming interfaces, so it can speak to other pieces of software and it can integrate uh, and it can integrate well. And then truly on like the operational side, I think maintenance operations is a really interesting part of the, the tech ecosystem. You know, for the market broadly, it's been an impediment to scale, right? In a hotel housekeeper, you have economies of scale because all the rooms are in one building. And so, you know, the marginal cost of the hotel owner, owner to clean each additional room is minimal, right? The housekeeper just wheels it down five feet and you yeah. clean the next room. There's zero additional cost. But that really breaks down a vacation rental business because your cleaner might have to get in their car and drive across town to get to the next one. So 50 rooms in one location versus one room in 50 locations. Mm -hmm. It's a very different model. And so the tech is really trying to bring economies of scale to that as property managers grow. And then, of course, you know, you also have some of this, uh, you know, smart home, connected home technology that's increasingly coming online. I think that's also an interesting field. Yeah, I was going to ask you about some of that smart home tech. That's an area that the hotels are focusing on as well with, you know, smart sort of um, technologies in the home or in the actual hotel room to benefit the consumers. What are you thinking there? Yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, I, we were talking, right, we were saying, Vacation rentals catching up with hotels. I think this is one of those interesting areas where they might even have a chance to kind of leapfrog hotels and huh. skip a lot of stuff and kind of come in in first place almost, or maybe not first place, but come in equal with hotels. They don't need to catch up as much here because it's new to both markets. Right now for the connected homes, you know, the main use case is, is keyless locks. And so that's maybe 60% or more of the market for that right now goes to locks. And it makes sense. I mean, that's a huge guest pain point, right? right. How do you get pick up your keys and how do you check in if yeah, you've got a big yeah. group and there's only one key, you know, who's going to come back from the bars first or whatever? Like, it, it's just like, it's, it's a big pain point that this really solves. Um, I think another thing to talk about is the Wi-Fi system itself, right? In a hotel, you'd go there and you'd get the Marriott Wi-Fi. But when you check into, you know, vacation rental, you get Seth Borko's Wi-Fi system, yeah. one, two, three. Like, it's probably not very good. I probably didn't do a good job installing it. You know, and if I want to watch a Netflix movie and stream it, you know, is it going to be good enough? And then once you get that down, 
And then you got to maintain it, right? If I have 50 properties and one is Seth Borko's Wi-Fi and the other one's Rebecca Stone's Wi-Fi, that's not, that's not a real solution. And once you have your Wi-Fi, then you can start building other connected systems on top of it. There's thermostats, there's sensors, there's voice assistants. I love like the sense, there's sound sensors, so you can tell if there's a, a house party going on in your vacation <laughs> rental. Yeah. I love that. But then on the voice assistants, I think that's also a big area where you're going to see a lot of growth. Uh, I love this stat. In 2013, Google had a 25% uh, word error rate. So one out of every four spoken words was, was said incorrectly. But because of recent improvements, that, error, that word error rate is down to 5%. And that's what you need for a human to accurately understand it. So you're seeing these breakthroughs in technology. Uh, and so there's a lot of exciting opportunities. You can you know, tell Alexa or, or Google Home Assistant to book your next activity, to order groceries for you, to order a Domino's pizza if you don't feel like going out that night. Uh, we're not sponsored by Domino's. I just like their pizza. And so I think the kernel, exists, kernel for this technology exists today, but there's still a lot of logistical roadblocks. I don't know if you've ever tried to install one of these things, but it's, gonna, it's still a major pain. It's not there yet. Retrofit and existing homes is going to be really time-consuming and expensive. And there's privacy concerns on top of all of that. Is Alexa going to be listening to you? Is Google going to be listening to you? But So I don't know if we're there yet, but the equation, the, the math, the balance and equation in terms of is it worth it or not seems to be, be shifting pretty rapidly. So then I guess, is that sort of what your, what your idea of the tech stack looks like at this point then? You know, I, I think that's what it's going to look like for some, but not for, for everyone. So I think hmm. this idea of, you know, distribution, channel, uh, revenue management, property management system, and then, you know, uh, all this operational tech. I think the large professional guys, that's what their full stack will look like. But it would really be a mistake to assume that, that the, the market is, is monolithic. I mean, because... It, it really runs the gambit. You have the the Airbnb individual owner who's sharing his apartment or has a single apartment for rent. Uh, and, you know, they, of course, they don't need to buy all this tech. And I've been calling them hobbyists in the report. I, don't, I really don't mean that in a sultan way, but I do mean that convenience is really paramount for these guys. It's mm -hmm. maybe a side business, a little additional income. The economics look a, di a little different for them. Um, and, and then, you know, I think, you know, a lot of managers we spoke to, they were very skeptical of buying all-in-one software from Airbnb or home. We, we kind of said, hey, if Airbnb gave you all this stuff, would you buy it from them? They said, no way. They felt it lacked the sophistication or they were worried about conflicts of interest. But for the, the owner who just rents his one apartment through Airbnb, I think it makes a lot of sense yeah. for Airbnb to offer that kind of solution. Then you have the traditional mom-and-pop operators. That's most of the market, you know, 25, 30 properties. And for these guys, they, they do need professional tools to compete. Uh, but they don't have the scales to build it themselves. And so I think an integrated platform makes the most sense. And it's probably integrated here around the property management system or the channel management system, not through Airbnb or, or HomeAway because of those issues we talked about. And then, you know, you have these, these large-scale property managers, the guys that we're calling these Hotel 2.0 managers, and those are the guys we've kind of been talking about. They're yeah. gunning for the hotels. They want to have brand standards. They want to have a high-level professionalism. They want to have scale. And for those guys, I think their tech stacks are going to look as complex as any hotel's. You know, you could adopt a full tech stack, buy the top of the line stuff, or, or even build it in-house. So you kind of wind up with different, different, once you know the, the landscape, everyone's going to kind of fit into it a little differently. Got it. So I guess then, how do you think this is all going to play out from a tech perspective? It seems like there's a lot of different pieces and technologies going on here. Do you think there's room for consolidation? Consolidation, for sure. I had, I had what's happening right now in tech described to me as 
a Cambrian explosion of new life in new startups. And, you know, we do this in the report. You can go look at it. But we, we do plot the line of how many new startups there are on top of how much money Airbnb has raised. And I think you can see it's really just like people are excited. They're trying to get in on, on this, this, this market. It's touched on something big. And the need is, is undeniable. And so it's exciting. New ideas. And, and the, comp, the old guys who've been around forever, they're reinvigorated. They need to compete. They're, they're developing new stuff. They're raising new capital. So it's exciting. But, uh, you know, you can kind of look in your, it's not history, I guess, geology books. But after the Cambrian explosion, there's this, like, big extinction. Uh, and, and I do think that some of that's coming as well. You know, already one-fifth of the new startups that we've been tracking on Angel's List in the vacation rental space have either folded or been acquired. And so I do think you're going to see some, you know, some consolidation, some more rationalization. And, you know, to be clear, right, we're not calling for this to be a, a Coke and Pepsi market where there's just two choices, right? It's not going to be a duopoly. There's too many different business models. We just talked about them, right? Like the individual owners, the mom and pop owners, the hotel 2.0 guys, um, except maybe in distribution could be consolidated. But in general, there's too many different business models. Uh, and you also have issues with, with uh, geography. There's different rules and regulations and language barriers. And so there's too many fault lines. They're not going to disappear. But we definitely think that with a large-scale professional property managers, they're moving towards hotel tech stacks. And we'd expect there, you know, you're really going to see world-class software solutions. They're going to gain market share and crowd out their lesser competitors. That's our view. And then I had a question on, on how vacation rentals really compare with hotels. How far is too far? Is there some convergence? You know, how, how do these sort of stack up against each other? Well, yeah, I mean, we've definitely been kind of dancing around this topic, the whole conversation, right? And, and we do think that is one of our big conclusions that you're going to see professionalization of vacation rentals and you're going to see some convergence with hotels. You know, to me and, and a lot of the people I spoke with, they feel like the changes that took place in the hotel industries in the 50s and 60s with, you know, JW Marriott and the, very and the Hiltons and the very first hotels, you know, and brands and hotels, feels like something similar has happened in vacation rentals today. And, you know, our research shows that more consumers than ever before are staying in vacation rentals. And so, you know, our latest data point comes from, this is actually a sneak preview of our, our forthcoming uh, affluent U.S. traveler survey. Uh, and so we looked at households that have a combined income of more than $100,000. We asked 1,300 households. And we found that half had stayed in a vacation rental at least one time. And that's up from 36% last year. So even in one year, you know, you're really seeing the adoption. And then in terms of the flip side of that coin, how many people would definitely not, definitely not stay in a vacation rental? Only 10% said that. And that's down from 18%. Uh, so you're really seeing, you know, especially in this affluent, which is a very coveted market, they're really embracing the, the, the product. But there's also some evidence that suggests that vacation rental property managers, they're struggling to meet these standards of their new guests. I mean, this is an affluent traveler. He has high expectations, maybe only so many vacation days a year. Mm -hmm. And so higher usage is higher expectations. And we also found in that same survey that satisfaction has declined at the same time that adoption has increased. So at least amongst that demographic, we asked. But we said... How many of you were very satisfied with your vacation rental experience? And 47% and said they were very satisfied. That's down from 60% last year. So, I mean, look, half of people said they were really satisfied. That's still a positive response rate. I mean, we don't need to panic here. But I do flag that decline as a potential risk, uh, especially because, you know, kind of this net promoter score idea of those who are the most satisfied, the really top tier of, of experiences, those are the ones you're going to tell their friends and really get that viral word of mouth marketing going. So I do think some of that lower satisfaction has come from customers 
they differentiate less between hotels and vacation rentals. Yeah. And that means they expect a hotel-like experience. They want seamless booking. They want painless key exchange. They want a clean room that matches the online description. Uh, when they have a problem and they call, they have it, someone's broken, they want an immediate response to their request. And so no, those are reasonable things to ask for. And those are things that hotels provide that vacation rentals, some of them can struggle with. And so I do think tech is the solution to all of those pain points. And so it's just really becoming... Uh, more and more important to have really good technology because the line between hotels and vacation rentals has just become blurrier and you get higher expectations with that. So I think technology is key. Seth, this has been a really interesting conversation on on how tech is going to influence the vacation rental market. I guess, do you have any closing remarks as we wrap things up? Well, I, this is something that we talk about all the time, Rebecca, and I know you're talking to our clients about all the time as well. And it's that at the end of the day, the name of the game is hospitality, right? doesn't matter if you're a vacation rental. doesn't matter if you're a hotel. Uh, it's all about hospitality. And so those vacation rental businesses that can provide a really elevated guest experience, they're going to see the most success. And I think the key to that experience is going to be seamless, scalable technology. So pay close attention to this space. I think it's going to determine who's going to win in the vacation rental market. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing some of your insights today, Seth. Subscribers can check out the full report on the website as well as the latest from Skipped Research at research.skip.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in.